You are listening to South Florida Sunday. We thank you for being with us this morning. Our next guest, Denise Mariani, Director of Development at Susan G. Komen of Florida. And we are going to talk about October Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Denise, good to speak with you again. Nice to speak with you, too, and thanks for having me. Well, we love talking with you, and we love uh, getting caught up in what's going on with uh, the Susan G. Komen here in Florida. And, of course, we always get together around October and talk about Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, always a time to reflect on how far we've come in the fight against the disease. Tell us where Susan G. Komen is now and what the current focus is. So for more than 30 years, we've been a leader in the fight against breast cancer. And what began as a promise is now a commitment to a world without this disease. Um, So one in eight women and countless men will have breast cancer in their lifetime. So we're very proud of the work we've done in helping to contribute to the reduction of that by the reduction of deaths by 40% from breast cancer. So we sort of refocused um, what we're doing based on what we have found for the last um, five or ten years. Um, and we, traditionally, we have um, been funding just direct screening mammograms for people who have, have maybe never had a mammogram before, um, don't have insurance, they or, or have limited insurance. But we're really finding that now those original screening mammograms that people need to have annually are very affordable, um, even without insurance. People can find a, a, a program aside from ours that can help with that. We've actually had uh, medical partners that we've tried to partner with to provide money with um, for, for screening mammogram cells, but that's not, what's not, that's not what they're needed. So we've focused, we've refocused that to the more advanced mammograms that people get once they've had a, a screening mammogram and something is odd about that result. So those follow-up, that follow-up care can cost thousands of dollars, and it's not covered under insurance the way that a screening mammogram is covered. So that's where we're spending um, more of our resources. And we're also spending, um, focusing our research dollars more on the cancers that are most lethal, the breast cancers that are most lethal to people. So, for example, metastatic breast cancer. We have a large focus on that um, in research and education now because those are the ones that are going to kill you. If you're diagnosed with stage one breast cancer early on and it's caught, um, it's definitely curable. But when you get to stage four, it often is not, and that's what metastatic is. So that's sort of where we're refocusing now, and that's that's where we're directing our attention. And, of course, COVID-19 has changed everything. What are you seeing in terms of the virus and breast cancer treatments and screenings, and are you encouraging women and men to continue getting screened uh, or to put off treatment if necessary? So when the pandemic first hit, our advice, was for people to just hold up. Don't go. Don't go get those screening mammograms that you get every year. Uh, if, if your doctor doesn't feel it's necessary for you to be in a medical facility right now, don't go because the medical facilities were just overwhelmed with COVID patients. So now, at this point, when they're not so overwhelmed, and particularly, you know, cancer centers. If you if you're in a cancer center that's not 
in a general hospital. Um, those patients, those COVID patients aren't being treated there. The medical system's under much less stress now. So our medical advisors have said, yes, now start going to get those screening nanograms and definitely go get, get your treatments and go see your doctors. And the doctors are advising the same thing. So initially, we just took a pause. But now we're 100% pleased. Keep, keep going through your treatments. I can imagine the loss of income due to our loss of jobs in the pandemic and the quarantine uh, is causing a lot of uh, financial issues for folks uh, who may be uh, considering uh, some sort of cancer treatment. Um, Are you seeing more of a need of uh, financial support in that area? We're seeing a steep increase in calls for assistance because of this. So one of the first calls that I fielded once we had to, you know, we shut down with the pandemic and everybody was working from home was from a young lady um, in one of our Western communities who had just lost her job and she was in treatment. And so she lost her health insurance while she was in treatment. It was heartbreaking. Um, so we have, um, we're, we're making resources available. We have a, treatment assistance program that we invest in in the state of Florida. We Those funds are available to anybody who contacts us who's in current treatment. And as we've studied the, the effect of the pandemic and what it's done to people, we're, we've discovered that 46% of breast cancer patients are also food insecure. And that treatment program, I'm sorry, that, that um, assistance program did not used to cover food expenses. And it does now. And now it also covers things like um, your rent and your electrical bills, where it did not before. The other things that it normally covered, and it still does, are things like child care while you go for treatment or elder care or hard medical supplies that aren't available to you through your insurance program and things like lymphedema services and, and complementary services that aren't covered under insurance. But we sure have seen... A lot of a lot more need now. And if someone is in need of uh, support, how can they reach out to you? So there are there are three different ways that they can reach us. We through our Komen website, um, which is very simple. It's www.komen. It's K-O-M-E-N, Komen.org, or you can email us at helpline at Komen.org, or you can call our toll-free number, which is one eight seven seven Go Komen or 1-877-465-6636. Now, October, as we said, we normally talk about Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we know that event gatherings are not happening due to the quarantine. Uh, tell us what's going on as far as the fundraising celebrations uh, and, and other activities that we would normally see this month. One of the programs that we've done in our area here in Palm Beach County, and we've now um, expanded throughout the state, is called Downtown Still Pink. And although retailers and restaurants are um, hurting themselves, we have been blessed with people who are partnering with us for the month. So we have uh, restaurants spas, um, clothing stores, you know, all sorts of retailers partnering with us and doing various give backs for the month or for a day. So a restaurant may be um, partnering with us to give back 10% of their um, income for a particular day to, to bring awareness to breast cancer and to provide some, some funds. Uh, or we've got some people that are, you know, providing um, specific specific um, beverages that they are 
doing a percentage back on, and that may be happening all month. So we would love for people to go out and support those those retailers and businesses who are supporting us, and they can find the information for a list of those at our website here in Florida, which is uh, org, And we'll have that up on the website so people can, can go ahead and uh, go and visit those places. And then we've also got some national retailers who are partnering with us. Um, if you go to the general Coleman website, the Coleman.org site, you can see things like Talbot's has a limited edition scarf that they've designed that they're selling and giving us a percentage back on. Um, Wacol is a very fine manufacturer of bras, and they're doing a great um, give back to us for the whole month. And Avis Renicar is also doing um, a give back for us. So those are those promotions are available at the Coleman.org website, and there there are others of those. I'm just giving you examples of those. But we're very appreciative because the way that um, the retail business is right now, mm-hmm. we understand uh, a sacrifice that people are, are making for us, and, and we're we thank them for that. Tell us about your signature event, which, of course, is Race for a Cure, and I understand it's a big anniversary this year. Yeah, this year is our 30th anniversary of the race, so very, very exciting. And um, the big difference this year, though, is that it's going to be a virtual event. So uh, we will be encouraging people to race or walk where they are. Uh, We will have a virtual opening ceremony that morning. It's Saturday, January 30th. We are very lucky. Um, Gods are with us. January 30th, 30th anniversary is falling in line. So we will have a virtual opening ceremony that will happen at 9 a.m. that morning. So we'll do all of the things that we would have done down at the Meyer Amphitheater. We'll be celebrating survivors. We'll be thanking all of our sponsors. We'll be getting people excited about the event. Um, we'll have some survivors speak and let us know their stories and remind us well why we do the work that we do and why um, all of the wonderful people who participate do all the fundraising that they do. And so, so we're going to do all that virtually um, on a Facebook feed and then encourage people to go out into their communities or at their parks or at a track or wherever they want to bike or walk or run and do it virtually and share all their pictures with us so that we can share them back to everyone. We know here on South Florida Sunday, talking with our nonprofits and our charitable organizations and our 501c3s, that fundraising has taken a real hit because of uh, the pandemic here in South Florida. And we know uh, Susan G. Komen does a lot of great work, and we want you to keep doing that work. So we want to urge everyone listening to come out and support your events. Uh, and, of course, also support uh, Susan G. Komen if you can't make out to the events. And I guess the, the best way for folks to find out uh, the, the events that work best for them or to get information on all of the events and to find out more about just making donations of their time, talent, or treasures is probably your website. Is that right? Yes. So there's uh, a couple of ways. If, you, if people would like to get involved with this January 30th Race for the Cure event, mm-hmm. um, that is a... Go, you go to comanyflorida.com forward slash race, and you could register for the race right there, register your team, start your fundraising. Um, and if people would like to make a donation, find out about our programs, find out more about breast cancer treatments or, you know, information that they need about, about breast cancer, they should go to www.coman.org. It's just a wealth of information. Excellent, Denise. 
Thank you so much for being back with us again here on South Florida Sunday and getting us up to date. And again, best of luck with all of your upcoming events and activities. And again, we just want to urge everyone listening to our show this morning to support uh, the great work being done by Susan G. Coleman, Florida, uh, any way that you possibly can. Thanks again for being on South Florida Sunday. And thank you, Ron, for having me. Thanks.